It's Mike Stiles, and this is This Week in the Metaverse, your weekly newscast to keep up to date on everything that isn't real and yet is. Go ahead and subscribe right now to know the future before anybody else does. Here's what's happening for the week of February 7th, 2022. OpenSea is one of the largest online NFT marketplaces. A lot of people go there, including a lot of jerks and dorks. That's why OpenSea came out and said 80% of all the NFTs minted using its free creation tool are spam, scams, or fraudulent. This just in, 80% is a big percent. And spam, scam, and fraud? All pretty negative words. OpenSea said we originally built our shared storefront contract to make it easy for creators to onboard. However, we've recently seen misuse of this feature increase exponentially. Some, okay, many artists have accused some NFT creators of stealing their work and selling it online, which I guess isn't hard. It looks like at this point, crypto being decentralized isn't doing artists or buyers of fraudulent NFTs much good. Tammy Wynette used to sing that sometimes it's hard to be a woman, and that's already proving to be true in the metaverse. A 43-year-old mum from South London logged into Facebook, sorry, Meta's Horizon Venues metaverse, and created an avatar that looked pretty much like her. And within seconds of entering the lobby, her avatar was pursued by three male avatars who groped her, subjected her to a stream of sexual innuendos, and took screenshots of the attack as she tried to flee. The only way she got away was by tearing off her headset and getting the hell out of the metaverse. A London law firm has pointed out that such virtual assaults actually aren't currently illegal, but probably should be. There was a provision in a House of Representatives bill that would have given the Treasury Secretary the ability to block international crypto transactions. I say would have because that provision has now been removed from the bill. Coin Center is an industry think tank that lobbied against the provision and obviously did a very fine job of said lobbying. The provision was well-intentioned, aren't they all? They wanted to be able to stop transactions involved in money laundering. Coin Center said, hold up. That would also allow them to block all U.S. financial institutions from interacting with a crypto exchange. The current law is that the Treasury Secretary can restrict transactions, but the restriction lifts after 120 days unless a rule is implemented to keep it going. The provision that got cut would have removed that 120-day expiration entirely and explicitly added digital assets to the kinds of transactions Treasury could restrict. We'll pause here to get a word from our sponsor. Uh, That's right, we don't have one. So on we go. Are you close to getting a pair of white shoes, getting really good at shuffleboard, saying screw everybody and retiring? A survey from Capitalize says Bitcoin and crypto have been picking up steam as retirement investment options. If you don't want to buy solid gold from actor William Devane, Bitcoin might be looking pretty good. The survey shows more optimism about cryptocurrencies in the past 10 years. Over 60% overlook the volatility and think digital assets are a pretty strong investment option. Naturally, the younger you are, the more likely you are to think that. Personally, I'm still counting on my comic book collection, allowing me to afford a private nurse. Who believes in retirement Bitcoin? 78.2% of Gen Z, 60.4% of Millennials, 
and even 50.3% of boomers. Who doesn't believe in retirement Bitcoin? The financial experts surveyed. 64.4% of them said it's a super bad idea to invest in crypto for your retirement. Hallelujah, the metaverse has found religion. Except for those molesting avatars mentioned earlier. Increasingly, the faithful are strapping on virtual reality headsets and attending worship services in the metaverse. And they aren't always in church. You can worship amongst pastures, mountains, rivers, or Bethlehem. Church founder and pastor DJ Sato is set up in alt space VR and says when he started, it was mostly just a few atheists yelling at him, but now things are totally different. He's even virtually baptizing believers who can't leave their houses. And the anonymity helps people seek help for deeply personal issues, which they would never in a million years reveal to people in a real church. If that story was too goody-goody for you, don't worry. I've got you covered. A Las Vegas strip bar... Wait, I mean not a bar on the Las Vegas Strip. I mean a strip bar that's in Las Vegas. Anyway, this strip club is called the Crazy Horse 3. No offense to horses. And it accepts Bitcoin for lap dances and tipping the dancers and wigglers. Their publicist said guests can enjoy all our busts... Wait, no. Can enjoy all our bustling adult entertainment anonymously and instantly. Classy guests will scan a QR code which will allow for a Bitcoin transaction through their crypto wallet and with no incriminating paper trail. This is a big deal because MasterCard and Visa won't handle payments for many such entertainment sites for legal reasons and because many of their executives are married. OpenNode handles Bitcoin purchases using the Lightning Network, which offers an additional layer of confidentiality for customer identities. That's what we've got for you this week. Again, all we want from you is to subscribe and give us a download every week. We don't want your money or your Ethereum, so be cool and do so, and we'll be here next week. We'll be right back.